Blog Talk Radio. Jerry, on uh, and Dean, yeah. but uh, on October twenty first, twenty twenty. You know, I don't really have uh, an intro today, Jerry. Is there anything you'd like to tell the people at the start of the show? Just hang in there, everybody. Okay, you were just telling <laughs> Dean what you had <laughs> for lunch. Hang in there. The worst, the worst is almost over. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm one of those. Hey, let's get a bucket of chicken kind of guys, and my wife always uh-huh. says no. No, we're going to make something, you know, healthy, or I've got, you know, something she picked up at the store. Well, you know, the stars aligned last night, and I got a bucket of chicken. Good for yeah. you. And now I you're just, eating the leftovers. Just finished it off this morning. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Before, I want to give a, a shout-out to uh, – Their coleslaw is fantastic. I just want to throw that out there. Their coleslaw okay. is awesome. Okay, great. I want to give a shout-out to regular listener – Graham Caulfield. I can't say he's he's Australian. He's got it, but he lives in Texas. His Twitter address is Expert Resume Man, and uh, he just had some major surgery, so uh, I don't think he'll be listening today. But he's a nice guy. So if anybody listening is on Twitter, you might want to wish him well. Expert Resume Man. And I had a bit of a revelation. I had some surgery at the end of last week myself, first ever, and. You know, you're in there. They're fussing over you to give you the anesthetic. They take you into the OR. And next thing you open your eyes, three hours later in in the recovery room, right? Now, that is a good way to die. If you're a sick person suffering with cancer or something like that, boom, you're out. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, you say that until you're, until you're that guy. Well, no. My aunt I mean, died it, two it's weeks ago. rooting on somebody from the from- sidelines. Yeah. She suffered for a Who couple died? of years. I'm sh- sure she would have rather gone like I just described. Boop. You just don't wake up. You don't know it. Anyway, enough for that. We've covered everything. Graham, uh, life and death, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, on uh, yep. Jerry, Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal Thank you, as always, Jerry. You know, actually, I just came home an hour ago, and uh, I carried my bag upstairs, and it, it, it's hurting me down an hour there. Ago. And yeah, I can't, uh, I, I can't scream or, or shout today because uh, I'm feeling sensitive. Okay, uh, I'm going to thank our sponsor. What kind of uh, surgery you had? I had a hernia. I got a hernia the end of January. And uh, it was then scheduled, the surgery, I had to wait like four months to June. Then it was canceled because of COVID. Then uh, it was August, they gave me another day. And when I went in there for the surgery, they said, how are you feeling? I said, I had a headache on Tuesday night. Go home. And so then, (laughs) anyway, so finally I had it 10 months, like nine months late. This whole year has been waiting for that surgery. Now I got two more months to recover. It'll be like a whole year with this thing. I I, I, I won't go into the huh. details, but you know I would have liked to have had it handled in February. That's that's it. That's all I have to say about no, it. No, that's okay. that's good old free healthcare animal. Well, part of it's COVID healthcare. Okay, everybody was closed down. Yeah, not just yeah, us. that that's an easy scapegoat. You lucked out okay. on having that. As okay, let me do the let me do some of the introduction of the sponsors. PCRecruiter dot net. Okay, they are They're still a sponsor? Swiss Army Knife. Stuff. Yeah, Swiss Army Knife of recruiting software. <laughs> that means a very versatile. I'll tell you a little more about it later. Hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, the online interviewing technology. I was just telling somebody about it in real life, describing it. Hire tool. Jerry, watch my spelling. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L dot com. The super duper sourcing tool. We got a super duper sourcing expert. He's going to talk about sourcing tools today. 
And finally, StaffingDebt.com. If you are a third-party agency recruiter and someone is cheating you, these are the guys to collect your money. That's all they do. They only work for agencies. They've also got BackdoorHires.com, the software that finds who've been stolen. Okay, then they'll go collect them for you. Source, uh, you know, StaffingDebt.com. The guy was a Wilson. Anyway, I'll go on with that. And the guest today is a superstar in the world of recruiting, the famous Dean DaCosta. Yay! Dean, hey, how welcome you doing? back. Thank uh, you. I'm just going to tell famous. people. Isn't it interesting how it's a very fine line between famous and infamous? Uh, maybe, but not in your case. You're just famous. Hmm. Okay, uh, I just have to tell you that. Okay, uh, this is how Dean's, if you want to criticize him and tell him how famous he is or infamous uh, during the show, his Twitter address is D-E-A-N, Dean, and one word, Da Costa, D-A-C-O-S-T-A. He's of Portuguese heritage, but he's all American. Okay. <laughs> wow. And, and, yeah, and his... Uh, a fantastic, okay, his fantastic archive of sourcing tools can be found at sourcingstuff.com. Last time he was on, I, I, I bought that domain myself so I could, I could find it easily. And I put it to the wrong site first. Now it's going to the right place. It's easy to remember. The guy has supplied all kinds of sourcing information there for you. I, uh, Dean, it's not just sourcing tools. It's how to do it as well. Am I right about that? Yes, there are how-tos. There are, um, on the site, there's YouTube video, links to YouTube videos, how-to stuff, books, conferences, pretty much anything and everything you can imagine. And I okay. touch on things that aren't a lot of people don't think of as sourcing and recruiting, like project management, some of that, but that's because I use project management um, types of, uh, of tools. I don't understand stuff what you're saying. Sourcing. Touch management? Jerry, is that what he said? Project, Touch management? Project, project, project management. Oh. Project management. I run everything but like a project. Project management is also a thing, by the way, Animal. Oh. Yeah, well, I'm not Sorry, going what? down that road. Okay. Touch yeah. Med. yeah, we're not but going down that road. Yeah. Okay, so project management tools, you're into them. And should every recruiter, let me just inter- go off on a tangent. Should every sure. recruiter or sourcer be, uh, have some kind of uh, project management tool? I think so, especially the recruiters um, who, who are full desk because it will help them stay sane. When I was at Microsoft, I was full desk. I had at any one time I could have as many as 100 recs because I own three different groups, and the project management skills and techniques that I learned helped me keep sane and have a method and and timelines and everything, and and that's how I was successful there. Um, You know, and for anybody that doesn't know, I hold the record for the most hires in a year at Microsoft, and that's how I did it. I didn't know that. Very project, I didn't know. Yeah, very project management orientated. Have set times to source, set times to call, set times to emails, and everything was a project. I did this and this and this and this and this. Okay, so um, when we're and, talking about project management tools, uh, right away for me, Trello and Asana come to mind. Uh, what, what kind of things would you recommend? Um, well, I actually used a lot of MS Project back then. Um, oh, okay. MS Project. Yeah, I forgot they've got that too, right? Yeah, and 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 I liked it because I liked it simple. I I really like to be able to lay out the process because when I would meet with a hiring manager, I could sit down and say, okay, here's the deal. We're meeting here. I need this time. For, I need two days for this, and there'll be two days for this, then two days for this, and then we'll start interviewing. So they would know exactly what's going on. It would be there, nice, pretty, easy. And everything like that. And it also came in handy for me anyway when I first took over a business unit and they had the worst process for hiring I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like 57 steps with 26 communications and most of it was redundant. It allowed me to lay it out and show it to them and then start chopping away things that were redundant, that didn't make sense. Like, and, give us uh, an example. You're talking to, you're, you're going to lose, Jerry's going to hang up in a minute, I, I can tell. Well, but what an are example, you talking about? An example. The example would be yeah. for them, the way they did it is, okay, so they'd write a job description, give it to the recruiter. The recruiter would then meet with the hiring manager, would just go over the job description. That's all they would do. They wouldn't do anything else, not ask questions, just this, this, this. Okay, then they'd go back, find a couple of people, send them back to the hiring manager, these right. The hire, and that would go on for a week or two, going back and forth until they found someone the hiring manager said was good. That would then be their model from that point forward. But Every time they find people, they would go to the hiring manager, that he's right, and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and that's just ridiculous. 
you know, the reality is... Hold on a second. I've got to tell you, I thought that's how it's done. Jerry, isn't that how no. you work? No, Jerry, that's not how back it's me up. Done. He's eating his lunch again. Go on. Well, okay, tell fine. me... That's not tell how me it's supposed to work. When you, go into that, to work. when you go into that intake meeting, you've already got the job description. You should have already done some research on it. You should have already found a couple of people you think look good based on that job description. And you should go into it asking certain questions, validating if everything on the job description is right, which usually it's not, validating exactly what the person's really going to be doing. And most importantly, who do they have right now that's a high performer doing that job or a similar job? Because that's your model. Whoever that high performer is, you get their resume, and that's the model you're going to use. But you go in there already with people. You don't go back and forth and back and forth. You go in with a few people. You might even sit and source with the hiring manager for a few seconds so he gets an idea of what's out there. And then what happens is when you go back, there is no back and forth. You already know exactly what you're looking for. You don't spend two weeks going back and forth. What about this one? What about that one? You know you have exactly what you're looking for. You've got your model, and you move on. You've already gotten a list of who's going to be doing the tech screens, who's going to be on the interview loop. You don't. There's no back and forth. All you got to do is find people, screen them, and if they pass your screen, get them tech screened. If they pass that, you bring them in. No more back and forth. All the communication is pretty much done up front. And the only time there's okay. a back and forth is if the hiring manager has a change to someone they contact you. That's I, I got an screen. F already. Fail. Flunky. That's me. There's, there's, okay. There is no way I could have hired that many people in a year if I had to spend two. Well, how many people? Okay, since you're bragging so much about it, how many people? Brag. I'd made a statement of fact, and it's 112. Oh, okay. congratulations! That's a lot. I need to ask something. Question from yeah. the gallery. Yeah. Dean. Okay, but I have to charge you extra. That's all right. That's cool. Send it to Adam. Next time you see me, next time you see me, you owe me a beer. All right. Who What's are up? your customers? Who are your customers? Like you're talking well, about this a, was, very, this, a very, a very well-aligned relationship. However, that oh, doesn't it, seem to be the normal third-party, you know, okay, going well, around poking at companies. So, you, so I'm assuming was, that you have a bit of authority. This yeah. Was corporate first. But hang on, because I can go down the road where you're at, because I wasn't always a corporate recruiter. This was corporate, and the business use I had up until I took them over never could get beyond 82% of their NTA, and the goal was always 102. And that's because, as I call it, the inmates ran the asylum, i.e., the hiring managers had all the control. I, when I joined, being ex-military, I talked to the director, got buy-in, and I took the control. So I was the one deciding how things were going to work, not them. Now, did I tell them this is what we're going to do? No, I, I, I got their buy-in. I won them over by showing them facts and stats that I did research on to show them, here's how long it's taken you to hire, here's how long it will be to hire. Yeah, this okay, but hold on a second. To come back do. to Jerry, what Jerry's point is, you told us the way to do it is you have the job description before you ever have the intake session. <laughs> right. A third-party agency recruiter, where are they going to get that? They get it in okay. the intake session. Okay, I was talking corporate. Now I will go to third-party because I was. When I first got out of the military, my first job was with a company called Engineering Corporation of America, and we were a third-party you know, we were con- we were an agency, and one of our big clients was Microsoft. And so, a lot of times, the way it was, would work with Microsoft, with the way Microsoft worked anyway, is you had to be on the list, and 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 then the hiring managers would decide who they want to work with. And you know, it took me about three months, and I became preferred for a lot of them. But so, what happened would be is they would have a job description. And usually it was posted. They'd have to post it before they could even contact an agency. So I had a job description, but it was a standard HR BS job description that 99% of the time did not match what the hire manager wants. But it at least gave me something to do a little research on. And then I would have an intake meeting with the hire manager, sometimes over the phone, sometimes face-to-face. The first time was always face-to-face. Once I got to know them, the phone was fine. And um, I would, it would be the same, pro- same exact process um, in that I would ask the same questions. I have it all written out. I knew exactly the questions I wanted to ask, and I would ask, who do you have as a high performer? It, can, I get, it, can I get the resume or talk to them? Either one, I was good either way. Um, sometimes they wouldn't give you the resume, but they would let you talk to them, which was just as good for me, because usually they would give me the resume. And so the process stayed the same. 
you know, it just was I was an agency. Now, when I had to deal with a company that didn't have job descriptions written up front, it did make it a little more difficult. But I always had at least a title, so I knew what they were looking for. So I would say, okay, fine, no problem at all. I can go on. I can go look through the paper because back then there was papers, or go on web because there was the internet and find. Let me ask you a question before you go on. on their site you ramble on. Okay. Let me ask you a question. You said I I got the HR description, which was garbage. Why is the HR description job description garbage all the time? Why is that? Be- because in most cases, HR people really don't understand. All they know is what they're told. And in a lot of cases, it's not even that. In a lot of cases, a lot of companies have a job description library, and they just go and grab it. And they're very esoteric, very generic. Oh, we need a job job. Oh, here's the job job description. Um, we're going to use that. that and uh, it's, not, it's not personalized to what they need. What did you say? Saying in this modern era that HR only knows what they're told, doesn't that kind of get you in a hot water? Um, I mean, aren't there a high percentage of HR professionals that really do know what's going on? I mean, I know, I know, I know them. They're out there, I, a lot of them. There, there are some, but let me put you this way: you can't really understand as it relates to recruiting and sourcing unless you've done it. It's just a fact. I've been, I've done HR. I do, I understand it. I know a lot of HR people that they know, it, they know what recruiting is generically, but they don't really yeah. know everything that goes into it. They know what sourcing is generically, but they don't really know what goes into it. Um, you know, I mean, let's get real. I'm not a doctor, but I have a pretty good idea what a doctor does. That doesn't mean that I know enough to, you know what I'm saying? You, you can understand that at a high level. It doesn't mean you really understand though. There are very few HR people that could tell you exactly what I do and how I do what I do, unless okay. they've done it. Nick, uh, you know what? Uh, so hold on a second. Let's get, I wanted to give you a chance before we, we're really into it now, but oh yeah, remind you know what? I, I wanted to let you plug something, but I wanted also before we f- finish this uh, project management stuff to talk about uh, Evernote. But but here you you are the author of this was should have been right ten minutes ago. You're the author of two <laughs> books, plus yep. you're writing a new one. What are your two existing yep. books? What are the t- formal titles? Uh, the formal titles are OSINT for the Staffing World, and the What's other OSINT? title is Tell everybody what OSINT, OSINT is oh. again. OSINT is Open Source Intelligence. Um, It's basically information and intelligence that can be gleaned from um, open sources, uh, i.e. Twitter, LinkedIn, I mean Facebook. We're doing a lot of OSINT is being done already, but there's also a lot that's not being used. And the other book is the Book of Recruiting to Cost Style, which is basically where I lay out a lot of methodologies and information about sourcing and recruiting and, and, and how to do things and different processes I've used over the years or st- and still use and stuff like that. And they're very, re- I got to tell you, they're very reasonably priced. Okay. He didn't, he did, you're not charging $80. I think it was 12 bucks for your first book, if I remember correctly. US, yeah, they're both, I mean. they're, they're, they're both twelve ninety nine, I believe. Um, they're self-published, yeah. which is why you might see a little, error here and there and that's and that's just because I didn't want to pay somebody money to to go in there and be the English Nazi and then have to charge 40 or 50 dollars for the book I, I thought it was more important that I keep it reasonable for people than I than, than worry about it there's one or two little grammar mistakes here and there okay so just go to Amazon and search Dean DaCosta and you'll, you'll get them yep. what's the third book going to be about the third book is going to be uh, – it's going to be titled Stor- um, Stories of a Staffing Professional. And it's going to be where I lay out certain methodologies I've come up with and how I've done certain things, but I give you the story behind it. An example being the one I just said about Microsoft, how I took their big, long process and narrowed it down using project management methodologies and, and other methodologies to create something that – allowed me to hire the 112 and allowed us to get to 102 MT and, and, and do all the things that we were trying to accomplish. I just think it would be good to not only hear about the methodologies and how I did it, but why I did it and the story behind it. Okay. And you're speaking in the coming week at two online conferences. Want to tell us about yep. those? Yeah, one is Sourcing Summit, and uh, the, which is the one um, which actually is tomorrow, interestingly enough, and um, that's the one that's being run by the tech recruit people. And then the other one um, is SOSU, uh, which is next week, um, and that's in Europe, um, even though I don't have to get up too early, thank God. Uh, and uh, 
Yeah, so I'm doing both of them. And then the okay, one, so the if one someone tomorrow, wants to I'm find out those, so if, if where do they go? Sourcingsummit.com and sosu.com? Or, uh, yeah, SOSU is if, they just look, if they just look up... Yeah, if they just look up SOSU, they'll be able to find it. If they look up uh, Sourcing Summit or Tech Recruit, either one, should, they should be able to find it. Talent okay. Congress. So, it's called Talent Congress. My bag, not Sourcing Congress. Not Sourcing Congress. Talent Congress. I, you, I never said Sourcing Congress, okay? You're screwing okay. me up. Wasn't hey. the Talent Congress last week? Wasn't yeah. the Talent Congress last week? No, it's, it's this week, actually. I'm on tomorrow. Okay. TalentCongress.com. And SOSU, S-O-S-U, okay? Yep. S-O-S-U. That stands for Sourcing Summit. S-O is Sourcing yeah. and S-U is Summit. I knew That's something was wrong. It. Okay, no, but how can I, I challenge Dean DaCosta, okay, the superstar? How can I? Okay? Let me do an ad, okay, while I cool off. Do and you think that. about Evernote. Okay, I'm going to talk about Evernote in a second. But I want to tell everyone about PC Recruiter because Dean recommends Loxo, okay? He's always recommending Loxo. Loxo, Loxo, Loxo. But my sponsor is PC net and they love you if you're a recruiter they love you uh you can be a kitchen table recruiter in your mom's basement or you can be part of a large team uh with some major corporation their software is flexible and they can configure it to suit you okay configure you know you can configure it to suit yourself as well but if you don't know how they will help you. They're happy to help you, big or small. They help them all. Marty Snyder is the CEO <laughs> there. He's always available on Facebook if you want to argue with him about politics or about recruiting. Okay, He uses big words, which confuse me, but he's the big man there at PCRecruiter.net. I'll get to the other stuff. Actually, our other sponsor, we'll talk about Evernote later. Our other sponsor is Hire Tool. I won't do their ad right now. They're the I would say the most famous sourcing tool, but I know that Dean has something he wants to say about sourcing tools. You want to launch into that now, Dean? Or yeah, hold on actually, a second before you go. Oh, hold on. Anybody else, there's people on the line, anybody else got a question for Dean, you know, better than my questions? I'm wide open. I asked people to call in. Anybody else got a sourcing question for Dean? Don't be shy. Ten, nine, eight. I just, go ahead. I just, I just want to tell Dean that on behalf of the community at large, we appreciate his generosity and willingness to just openly share all of this stuff he's he's a he's a good guy and we all appreciate i agree it. my friends but jerry let me ask you a question you. okay when he described yeah. what you know the you know he says i'm the military i took charge you know i know what i'm doing and i organized everything okay i'm saying to myself yeah. this guy placed a hundred people at microsoft if he was at an agency and doing all this advertising for himself online essentially uh showing everybody what he can do don't you think he'd be, you know, billing a million dollars a year? Do, do, what do you think about that? Uh, you know, I'd have to speculate on that. I think, I think once you're internally working with a company, your numbers go from placing three people at that company to helping that company hire 120. Okay. I mean, that's just how it goes. They're, you know, once they've brought you in to say, hey, do this for us here, you have a lot more authority and, and respect, I think, than you're – Typical agency. Agencies. Only I don't know. He comes across. He come to me. I'm listening to him, and I, I would say, here, here's the keys. Okay. I mean, I could be the CEO of a company or a you're, VP you're, sales, or I don't care. He, yeah, maybe I have a pushover, but he sounds like he knows what he's doing. Maybe he takes command. Role. Okay. He so takes command. Yeah. Forever, it's worth, guys. At one point, when I was an agency recruiter, I had 50 people at Microsoft working. As contractors, yeah, and most of them were hired my first year with the agency. So mm-hmm. it can be done. It's all about relationships. I had it to where I had a group of hiring managers, probably around thirty of them. They wouldn't deal with any other agency. They only wanted to deal with me. And how did I do so that? By getting that, to know you? them. By getting to know why them. Keep, why, why, why did you leave that that world and lifestyle and cash flow and? Well, so the, well. First of all, this was a long time ago. Cash flow wasn't quite the way it is now. But number two, most importantly, the agency got sold. He sold it to a to another company, and I didn't want to work for that company. 
I did not like mm. the their vision. I didn't like the management, and I chose to go to a different agency and start up a technical division there, which I did. Um, and mm-hmm. in less than a year, we went. We there was like 150 branches of this agency, and we went from just starting out to the second highest revenue producing agency in the company inside of six months. Mm-hmm. So I did, and then when the manager of that particular branch decided to come in and say some stuff that was about as illegal as it could get, I decided it was time to move before the holy heck broke loose. Mm. Um, uh, yes, you don't go into an office and yell topless Tuesday in front of female employees. It doesn't work very well. Um, so I decided to move on. Well, it depends on what year it is. Uh, no, it didn't work that well that year. <laughs> Trust me, I had every one of them complaining and threatening, and uh, I couldn't argue with them, and they all left, and I left with them because I just didn't want to work with them like that. When when was that, like roughly? Uh, would have been, let's see, probably 90, 1999, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but hold on a right second. At that point, behind. wouldn't that have yeah. been the time to start up your own agency and take your clients yeah. away from, from your fruit? I mean, hold on. I, Jerry has told everybody countless times that you know placing contractors and having you know uh, revenue, passive passive earnings coming in all the time, that's the way to go. And you, when you you just surprised me when you said I was in the agency, I had fifty people working someplace. That's like a fortune, uh, Jerry. Am I right about that? I would have to be, but I'd also like to just clarify that it's it's not quote passive earnings i mean that makes it seem like it's some kind of secondary dig and change out of your couch for a pack of smokes no consulting is not passive income it's it's full-blown absolute hold on you do the search you put the person in there then you don't have to do anything anymore they just send you money every month spoken as a true person who doesn't know shit no, you have, you're in touch. You're in touch with these people. You go visit with them. You have lunch. You're you've got payroll issues. You've got child support uh, uh, reports coming in from the state. You're doing yeah. You're you're yeah. There's nothing. Yeah, it's about not just it. the finding and the placing. It's also the managing of those people. There's a yeah. lot of companies that actually had in person. That's what called a. That was their sole job was to manage the people that you had on contract. That's because there can be a lot of things that can happen that can cause all kinds of heck. Like they make a mistake, they do something illegal, they go in a guy one day, the next day they go in a girl. I mean, and yeah, just or. All sorts of weird stuff. Can well, just, Talk about getting us in animal. trouble. That, that, that's, no, that's there. Go I was ahead. just taking animal. I was just taking taking issue with your use of the word passive. In, because okay. it's I, a, a decision I, to be in the consulting and contracting business isn't about any passive income yeah. stream. There's nothing. Okay. I'm just okay. saying it's not, it's not passive. It's just, you know, it's uh, as much, Dean, it's I just want to tell you something. Oh, no matter what Jerry says here, if he says it a hundred times, I don't understand it. It turns out I don't <laughs> understand anything he says, okay? Because when I repeat it, I get the smackdown, okay? Anyway, I told Dean I wanted to ask him uh, what questions do people ask you all the time, and he said, I have an answer to that. I have a rant that I want to do about that. So, uh, Dean, oh, yeah. go ahead. So. My pet peeves. There are two questions that are asked on the Facebook groups all, and almost everywhere all the time. What's the best sourcing tool and what's the best contact finding tool? The problem is those are not the questions you should be asking. The question you should be asking is what are the sourcing tools I should demo? What are the contact finding tools I should demo? And the reason is quite simple. I don't know what you look for. I don't know the location you look for it. I don't know the level you look for. I don't know how technical you are or are not. I can't answer those questions for you. What works best for me may not work good for you. And then I don't know what your price point is. There's just so many variables in there. It's not a question. So what I try to get people, and I just kept doing this, say stop asking what ones should are best because it's an opinion. We all have them, and the only person that can really answer what's best is you, what's best for you. Ask which ones should you demonstrate. Which are the ones that you should go out, spend 20 minutes, see what they got, play, and then usually they'll give you a few days or a week or two, play with it, and then decide which is best for you. 
because it's not just a simple of which is best. It's also which one can you afford? Which one fits into your methodology and your process and procedures? So many, which one works with your ATS or CRM if, if it's not an ATS CRM? Too many variables. So I have a, when I have five, six, seven t tools sourcing-wise that I say these are the ones you should demo, that I think you should demo, and I'll introduce you to you to them and you demo them and then make a okay, decision. Okay, hold on a second. You're, you're going on. Going on. Hold on a second. You so, said rant, so I'm ranting. Yeah, okay. But here's the thing. You've got to rant a little better, and I'm going to guide you. I am going to guide oh, you, the famous Dean DaCosta. Okay, so you're saying that uh, I don't know what you're recruiting. But, you know, you didn't. T you, this at that point you should say, you know, if you're sourcing engineers, uh, then this one might be better for you. If you're okay, sourcing uh, dude, lab dude. tech. Technicians, dude, go ahead. It's not it's, okay. I answer probably three to four hundred questions a day. I don't have time to do that. And even if no, I no, no, did, you're on the show now. You're on the show. This is not an email, okay? You are on the recruiting I, animal and show. And even if I did, you're missing the key component. It doesn't matter what I think is best. It's what you think is best. You're the one that's going to pay Don't for tell it. me Dean DeCosta doesn't know better it. than some dummy, okay, ordinary okay, person. Okay, but that's why, I, that's why I say here are the ones I recommend you demo. I do take it. There are more than six or seven sourcing tools out there. There's hundreds of them. But I recommend a certain set and say these are the ones I recommend you demo. Okay, so I do so, make hold on. Let me, okay, let's, let, me, let, me, let me clarify this. And, Jerry, just interrupt if you think there's something better or anybody else who's on the line. Okay, so you're saying, you don't number need to one. You interrupt if I want to. Okay. I will interrupt you <laughs> Okay, yeah. But okay. thanks for okay. the added, added comfort of knowing that I can. Okay, okay. So well, these days you don't interrupt Jerry me. Do Jerry, you don't interrupt me anymore. You just hang up, okay? So somehow I, I don't think Jerry needs your permission to interrupt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But here's the, yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. Beat me up. Okay. That's what everybody likes to By do. By all means. Here's the thing, uh, Dean. Don't deflect. Okay. Uh, you're saying that some sourcing tools are better for specific positions than others. They each have their own sort of job niche. Is that? Uh, am I understanding you on that? Yes and no. There are some that are only tech. There are some that are only this. There are some. That, yes, there is some. Um, but that's not the point I'm trying to get get at here. I'll, but I will use one. If you're not good with Boolean, getting a tool that relies on you creating Boolean strings to source isn't going to help you much. Now, is it? Oh, which one? Which that's one requires I'm, you to create Boolean uh, strings? Like well, some of them tools. allow you to. Some of them. Well, no, creating Boolean strings. Some tools are. You can create it. Like as an example, I'm trying to remember. I actually funnel. It's a brand new one that I'm actually going to be talking about tomorrow. So now you're getting me ahead of the power curve here, which kind of sucks. No, I don't. I don't want you search. to give away your secrets. Okay, go ahead though. No, no, no. Funnel search is a tool where basically it helps you create a quick Boolean and X-ray string, and then runs the string for you. Um, that's still a sourcing tool, but it's it's not everybody could use it because not everybody understands enough about Boolean to create it. Um, some tools have what they call AIs, which, okay, we can argue about that term later. Um, but they aren't, some aren't as good as others. Some, re, some rely on different kinds of logic than others, and so you need to understand all that to be able to do it correctly. Some only work in the U.S. Some only work overseas. There are, some, there are a lot of variables. Okay, so that's what and, you meant by geography. Some are better in Europe. Some are better in North America. Okay. Exactly. Some and are better, some and, and and some right. have a Chrome extension. Some don't. There's so uh -huh. many. And then most importantly than all that, it's a matter of what do you feel best using that gets you the results you want and is at the price oh, okay. point. Okay, yeah, but that's too, too vague. I can't decide us, any of that for anybody. Hold on a second. No, no. Now that I'm forcing you, you've given us some information. If I was going into a, a demo that you recommend. I'd have some questions to ask. I say, what geography does this cover uh, I best? Just got I mean, through writing a, I just got through writing a blog post on recruiting blogs ex about this exact topic with exactly the questions you should be asking. Okay, what's the title of the posting? Oh, you're going to ask me that question. Hang on. Okay, a I'll, I'll post it you. on my. Oh, no, I'll look it up and I'll post it on on my Facebook group. I my do. Facebook I do. Group, by the way. You can find it at RecruitingTricks.com. Jerry's is recruiters who actually make placements. You can tell his yeah. attitude from the, uh, you know, from the title. It's, it's like a snub of other recruiters who aren't good enough. But I've got to tell you something. He's got a very good group. He's got a loyal 
following, and they have in-depth discussions of, uh, I'd say, the name of the blog. Stuff. The name of the blog post is, is which tool is best for, with an underline insert here, basically. So which tool is best for, pick a tool, stick it in there. And it basically breaks down pretty much everything I'm saying and then gives you the questions you should be asked. Because there's more you should ask. You, you also want to know what the roadmap is for the tool. What is their plans for the tool layer? Where is their dev team? You know, for me personally, if they say, tell me their dev team's in North Korea, that would worry me. Where did they get their funding from? That matters. If they say they got their funding from Russia, that would worry me. So these, there's a whole list of questions that you need to ask, and then you want to actually get time to play with the tool. If they won't give you a couple of days free to play with the tool at least, that would, that, I'd be like, okay, that's not right. Something's wrong. If they spend most of the time talking about how bad the other tools are but not how good their tool is, that's a problem. There's so many things to think about. But you've got to figure it out and decide. I know which tools I like best, but mm -hmm. that's not – that's me. That doesn't mean that would be for you. My son's a recruiter, okay. and there's certain tools he likes better than others that don't match what I like. And that's just a matter of what he looks for, where he looks, how he looks, how his mind works, and how his methodology is. Also, well, dinner at the at the DaCosta home must be pretty uh, active if you guys are both recruiters and you disagree with each other, and you're like uh, the expert, and he's got to shoot you down. Okay, no, uh, it's just it's actually not. It's actually quite. We we actually, uh, you know, I I I'm not the type of person that says my way is the only way to do things or my tools are the only tools you should use. I'm not like that. So it's never a problem. And every once in a while he shows me something I didn't know. Oh, how nice. Okay. I don't so, know everything. So you've got, you've got a list of questions there, but you know, what I was thinking of, uh, I found if you're doing sort of manufacturing jobs, industrial engineer, something like that, in some kind, some sourcing tools will, you know, really bring back great IT people, but nobody in, in you know, sort of manufacturing engineering. Is, is that a fair statement? Um, it could be. It, 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 all these tools are the same thing. They uh, are, are all have one thing in common, garbage in, garbage out. If you put in the wrong things, you're going to get the wrong things. If you put in the okay, right well, things, I, that's most not what I of the time saying. you should get the right things. It's not okay, like you say, let, fine this and yeah. they, they know some of them have different in some of them have different logics behind them and so if you don't give them enough info you'll get garbage if you don't give them the right info you will get garbage hey why would it That's scare it. you if the dev team was in russia those russians apparently they're smart enough to uh change the the course of the american election in 2016 i mean uh, yeah. that sounds pretty good to me Okay, uh, yeah, by hacking, by putting spyware on things. Really, I don't want somebody spying on me. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh-huh, okay. Well, would that so go for China why, as well? Yes. Uh -huh. China, the, the countries that concern would concern me, and I list them, and by the way, I list most of them in that article, is North Korea, China, Russia, Turkey, Iran, and Iraq. Those are the biggies that would concern me. For oh, sure. Hold on. I thought After you were that, joking when you said me. North Korea. I thought you were no. joking. You're... No. Oh, boy. No. Okay. We're... No. No, no, no. The no, guys no. there are probably slave labor as well doing it. <laughs> Turkey, wow. actually, Turkey actually has an extremely um, advanced cyber force, and that would worry me. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to do an ad. After all that talk about sourcing tools, sure. I'm going to do an ad for my good friends at Hire Tool, H I R E T U A L. I tell you, okay, I I know just, uh, from from there's this question. As Dean said, what sourcing tool should I get? It's asked every day on all the uh, recruiting discussion groups on Facebook. I got to say, in the comments, there's always people raving about hire tool okay so whether or not it's a tool for you dean says you know you have to figure that out yourself but a lot of other people like it and i know that's true and some of them are very good uh recruiters okay like uh, amy miller a favorite of this show okay uh I know amy. michael kraus he loves it he says it him. saves him a lot him of too. time okay so so it's worth taking a look at you know uh, dean as long as dean is here i i have to you know be careful with what i say about it uh, but it's certainly right. worth demoing, okay, because there's so many good people who are, uh, without being paid, uh, raving about it on Facebook <laughs> all the time. Okay, that, that's not You'll have bad. to be careful about it because I'm here. I, I agree. It's a, it's a tool you should demo. I have no problem okay. saying that. Okay. Okay. Um, anything else you'd like to? It's one of seven or eight that I would demo. 
anything else you'd like to rant about uh, before I go on? Um, no, I'm actually I'm, I'm, I'm I got my coffee now, so I'm rant free. <laughs> okay. I didn't have my coffee okay. earlier. What well, kind of coffee do you drink? My, car my son bought me a white uh, um, a white bean cotton candy coffee thingy. Something wrong with my coffee machine. I went down to make it, and it didn't. It was like it was set up to make avocado shots, and I can't stand those. So I have to wait for my wife to come back and explain to me how to work the stupid thing because I don't. Mm, I'm not okay, the yeah. it. Right. You could do project management, but you can't figure out how to make yourself a coffee. Very nice. Okay. <laughs> Okay. This, here's what, here's what, what I asked you. For. Okay, I asked you for. just well. You know, uh, you can't. I used to love to sit around Starbucks for an hour drinking my coffee, but you can't do that anymore. Okay, no, but you can uh, order it, and have it delivered to you, and sit around your own house and drink it. I didn't know that. Okay, but I, yeah. I, I do make my own coffee, and actually, I make it in a way that suits me better than anybody else. But here, next thing, I asked you just before the show started if you were interviewing me. And I was a sorcerer, and I wanted to work with you. What questions would you ask me? And you had a lot of interesting questions. Want to shoot on that? Go ahead. Yeah. Right. When you're, when you're in- Someone else want to talk? Someone else talking? Go ahead. Hello? Questions would you ask me? I want to work with you. Uh, well, one of the questions I would want to know is um, what is your – thought process and methodology behind how you do the things you do. Uh, how is it that you are able, what is the methodology you use to hire the 112 people? What, and, and, and because a lot of times how you do it, and I've already explained my methodology, by the way, but a lot of times it's how you, the, the process you use. Processes are repeatable. And so knowing the process that you used can help pretty much define your sourcing strategy, define how the length of time can define everything. So if I understand, okay, so you do research first, then you meet with a hiring manager, then you, out of that, you've identified the perfect candidate because they've given you the high performer, then you now know more or less what companies to target because one of the questions you ask is what companies should I target, what are competitors, blah, 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 blah. You, you almost have your sourcing plan right then and there. You know what you're doing. And so for me, my process as a sourcer is always have been uh, research, intake, research, source, scrape, contact finding, contact. That's the process. And I stick to that process. And usually the reason I do that is because by the time I'm done with the intake meeting, the the rest of the process is mapped out already. I know, okay, I'm targeting these companies. I'm looking on these sites. I'm using these tools because that came out of the intake meeting, gave me the information to know that. Um, now that I've got all that information, I then automatically know what tools will scrape the information from those sites because I've been there, done that. Now that I know that, I know what tools I can use. Hold on. Yeah, just, uh, when, you, when, you, when you just you know described your process a second, I wanted to ask you about that. So Sure. Go, give that again up to scrape. Oh, I know you're a scraping specialist, but I had no idea. Where does it fit in there? Because you already had sourced some okay. people. What? Okay, so you, you know, you get the job given, you do your research. So when you go into your hiring manager meeting, you've got your research yeah. and you've got your list of questions you're going to ask to, to do that. And then from that, things will change and morph, salaries, information, a whole bunch of stuff. Once you've got come out of there, you will have your sourcing strategy, where you're going to start. You're going to know you're targeting what companies. You know you're targeting what titles. You're going to know that, okay, it's a job developer, therefore I'm not going to tar- target marketers.com because it's for marketing people. So I know I'm going to target GitHub and blah, 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 blah. You know all of that because it's all pretty much been laid out during the intake meeting. And if you source with our manager, you definitely know. So then it's a matter of sourcing. Now, in some cases, depending on the tool you use, if you're using tools, so we'll use Hire Tools, Seek Out, Luxo, Source, uh, who knows, Rockstar Finder, and if it's technical, Human Predictions, let's just use those. They all have the capability to source. They will all find uh, some, and they all let you download the results. But if part of your process, your sourcing strategy is to also source off of, say, GitHub, well, you can't. If you, you can source on it, but to get the information out, you have to scrape it out. So that's where the scraping comes in. Once you get all of that, none of those tools are going to find emails for everybody. It's just a fact. No one tool does it all and can find it all. So there's going to be a percentage of those people you're going to have to do manually. Out of 1,000 people, you may have to do 20 of them manually and go out there using different techniques to find email addresses. And that's where the finding email comes. Once that's done, that's when it's time to start reaching out to the candidates. 
So that's outreach. Okay, so hold on. Coming back, to, so I know you're stuff. famous for the. But what's the fa- the tool that you like for scraping? It's called data, DataScraper.com or something like that. What? Um, well, it used to be ZapInfo, but they've they've gone away. So the tool that I it used to be called DataMiner, now it's called DataScraper. That is one of three that I that I like. I always like to have more than one tool. That is one. The other one is Instant Data Scraper, uh, and then the other one that I use a lot of is uh, DNNA. Those are the three I use. Most there are boatloads out there. If you go on the SSAR page, there's a list of them. But those are three. Okay, SSAR page. He means sourcingstuff.com. Let me remember. I'm on a domain name, so I could remember where his stuff is. Sourcingstuff.com. That's where everything is. How smart do you have to be to uh, figure out how to use a scraper? Uh, Like average intelligence or smarter than average? Um, It depends on which one you use. Um, If you're using Instant Data Scraper, if you know how to click, you're pretty much done. Um, But it doesn't work on all sites. So if you have to do some deep scraping um, and you don't have a big paid tool that does all for you, which I tend to not use and they don't do it all, but you still have to do them, you have to know how to – identify um, some no, no. I asked how smart do you have to be okay could, could uh, uh, Joe Biden I, do you, it you, you, what can you no, do it just give uh, me an example I'll give an example uh, okay, okay. Uh, I, if you can understand HTML you can probably scrape yeah that's scary. okay I guess I can't scrape I guess I can't scrape well, actually, you know, you can always just cut and paste. That is a type of scraping, but really simple. Uh, what about, okay, what about, have you ever used littlesys.org? I found that one interesting. Yes, I have. I did uh, a blog uh, on uh, it. Can, you, oh, you did, eh? Oh, you've done a blog on everything. If, 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 no. if, there's some, if there's some junior people, okay, who uh, are asking questions, because I see them asking, I, Dimple, for instance, asks you questions every day, uh, and... Uh, if you go to YouTube, Dean's got tons of videos there on, on how to use these uh, variety of tools, okay? Little Sis is one I just heard about. I, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, and that tells you who the CEOs are or the, how the companies are connected, something like that, right? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. Okay. Um, let me do an ad, okay, for Honit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. If uh Pardon me? It's a good tool. Yeah, why do you like it? Go ahead, tell me. Um, I, I like it for the I, – I think it's one of the better tools that, that fit a need, and that's one of the things I find interesting. A lot of tools, sometimes they don't really fit a need, but they make them, and, and then, then they try to force fit them, and then the tools end up morphing over time. But I actually like on it because it fit a need in my mind that was important, and it's one of the, and it's one of the simpler ones to use, which is why I think I like it the most. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, okay, so so do you just so in case anybody doesn't know, you go to the Honet website, you and it's your a remote interviewing tool. It's an online interview, so it records your interview on audio, video, a searchable transcript. Uh, do you do you find the people uh, candidates uh, might be scared of being recorded? Um, some might be. A lot of it depends on what. Uh, uh, a lot right now with the COVID, my guess would be not because almost everybody's having to do something. Prior to COVID, yes. Um, the key with the tool though is. Um, you need to make sure that they're aware of it, obviously, because if you don't tell them, that's a problem. And Honet makes sure that Honet takes care of a lot of the legal things you have to worry about. Um, uh-huh. And that's really good, because if you don't tell somebody you're recording something, um, not in all states, because in some states, as long as you know you're recording it, the other person doesn't matter, uh, New York being an example. But in a lot of states, both sides have to know they're being recorded. Um, and And the other reason you want to warn somebody is because – you know, people nowadays, the social media, are, are it's almost like they look for something. So if you're interviewing somebody and they have something in the background that might be offensive to somebody, that's going to cause trouble. And so by warning them up front, that allows them to ensure they're doing it in a place where there's nothing behind them they have to worry about. And Take your like Confederate like flag my, off the wall, in other words, before you have the Well, interview. I was thinking more like the schwa sticker, but we'll go with that one. Yeah, too. I didn't want to say uh, that. That's what came to mind for me, too, yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but it's like just with me. Like I have a lot of Seahawks stuff behind it because I'm a Seahawks fan. Well, I've actually had people annoyed at me who are diehard Pittsburgh fans and actually get pissed off at me that I would dare do a video with Seahawks stuff in it. And my response to them, would you do a video with Pittsburgh stuff in it? Yeah, okay, then shut up. Okay. <laughs> okay, so. but Hone It also uh, lets you Hone It also lets you uh, create a clip if there's an important question. You press a button before you get before you ask it, and then when you're finished that discussion, you can press a button and uh, it turns into a little clip. You could send to the hiring manager, and she can hear uh, the candidate discuss that issue um, herself. Now the thing is, uh, I think uh, I think um, Nick, the CEO, said if you're a recruiter and you don't really understand the technical stuff involved in. Uh, the question. You don't have to if it's all recorded and you can send it on to the hiring manager and she can figure it out herself, but you can't really do any follow-up, good follow-up questions if, if you don't understand it technically. Do you find that's an issue or do you like that clip issue? I don't particularly like the clip issue because it's very seldom, in, especially in technical, especially like in programming, there are a lot of different ways you can program something and make something work. And so I would always want to ask them, okay, why did you choose that way? Like if I say write a write code that will give me the seventh integer and a 10-line integer, and they write it a particular way which is different than I would, that doesn't mean what they did was wrong. I would want to understand why. Because sometimes with coding, it's more about their logic mind why they, and how they put the code together. They may end up teaching me something that there's a better way to do it than I know. Okay, I but that would come that. out in the clip. That would come out in the clip that goes not to the hiring manager. Not necessarily. No, you'd see them code. But you wouldn't be able to ask them, why did you do it that way? What was your thought process? You won't be able to see that. You'll have to guess at it, or you'll have to call them up later and ask them. So why uh -huh. do that? Why not just do it live so you can ask the questions live? Plus, not all coding questions are, are, are simple. I mean, the one I just said was simple, but there might be some coding questions where the where – the, and I know hiring managers that would do is they would ask a coding question knowing that that person to really solve is going to have to ask more questions. That's called the requirements gathering. Sometimes coders also have to do their own requirements gathering. So the hiring manager wants to know, can, do they know what questions to ask to get the info they need? So I don't, I don't particularly like that, um, that particular part of it. I'm not saying it doesn't have uses, but I don't particularly like it. I want to understand more about um, their logic behind the things they do. Yeah, you see, I, I can't. I, I'm not recruiting the same people as you, so I can't understand what you're saying right now. Because it seems to me that the, that creating a clip would give you a good opportunity to uh, send that discussion you're having, or how, why'd you do it that way, etc., onto the hiring manager. But okay, you yeah, stated but the problem your, your, is most hiring managers are going to use that clip not as a way to further a discussion with the candidate, but as a way of saying, no, I don't want that candidate. See, that's the problem. Whereas if you do it live, you ask questions right away, a candidate that if all they have is a clip they would say no to, they may end up saying yes to because then they understand why they did what they did. So okay. you see, to me, it's, it's giving the hire manager an easy way out. Okay. So here's some, coming coming back to where I started. Okay, actually, no. Evernote is something I wanted to cover. What's your take on Evernote? Because Shally's a, a certified business consultant for Evernote. Brian Fink did a great presentation on it uh, with uh, Stacy uh, Stouffer, I guess is her foremost. You got three names. Uh, she did a, he did a great presentation on it a couple of weeks ago. It sounded very exciting. Do you ever use Evernote? Yeah, I do from time to time, but I don't use it to its fullest capabilities, to be honest with you. I use it more as a snippet place, a place just to put little things here and there that I want to that I want to come back to and remember because I'm doing research or something and I don't feel like writing it down. I just that. I don't use it to its full capability. Evernote okay. is a really good tool. I do use it, but not to the way I could. Okay. He said um, it, it could be the, the, poor, the poor man's uh, ATS. Would you agree with that? Um. It could be. Um, there are free ATSs and CRMs out there, so I don't know why you would need a poor man's anything. But uh -huh. uh, it, but it could be, yeah. I mean, Zoho has several free ATS and CRM packages that work right in your Gmail or right with a lot, number of things. So, But, yeah, it could be. I mean, any of those types of tools um, could definitely be used as an ATS or a CRM. Um, if you have a really good search capability, you could just use your own. You could, I mean, I could I, 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 thing. I, I, I've read or heard that Evernote has a fantastic search capability, much better than other yes. things. Am I Yes, right it does. That. That is, that, 
Yes, that that is one of its best things is that it does have a very robust search capability, um, which is really cool. That's one of the things I do like about it. The search capability is really cool. But there are free tools out there that can duplicate that search capabilities when you point it at a specific target. So I'm not, you know, it's one of them things where there's always another tool or another way that anything can be done. And, and I do like Evernote. I, I Like I said, I use it on occasion, but not to its fullest. Um, and that's probably because, um, you know, where I work, they have an ATF CRM. I have a per one that I use myself, so I don't really have a need to use all of its features. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Let, me, let me move on. I think like we have to wrap up it, now. It, it's it's kind of like, you know, if you look at a tool like OneNote, OneNote has a lot of capabilities, and it can be used for a lot of things. But the reality is I only use it for one thing, and that's its OCR capabilities because it's really good. That's the only thing I use it for. For what capability? It's OCR capability. It's ability to take a oh, picture oh, and take okay. the text yeah. out of the picture. So if I find a uh -huh. resume on Google that's a picture, I can get the text out of it really simply. Stick into OneNote and then right-click and boom, I have it. Okay. Okay. So if some, so you're a better sourcer than most other sourcers. I don't want you to argue mm -hmm. with me about that. You're speaking at conferences. There's a reason why you're a regular speaker. Okay. Yeah, I have and, a big mouth. <laughs> okay, even Jeff, even Jerry, who's a tough cookie, he said, you're a great guy and you know a lot, okay? So I'm going to say you're better than other sourcers. And I, a question I wanted to ask is if a sourcer wanted to, you know, approach your kind of expertise, what would she do? Now, you mentioned, you know, map out your sourcing methodology, your process. So if someone asks you, how do you go about um, – you know, finding a Java developer, you know, from just getting the uh, order to uh, getting her contact information of the person who's going to be placed, you can tell someone very clearly and succinctly uh, how you do that. That's an important thing for you. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. And you and and project management is that is is there more to you use project management tool MS Project. Uh, whatever project management and, and is that a separate issue or is that just a part of this being able to map your your process it, it's it's part of it because in its essence what project management is is nothing more than utilizing a set design step process to go from the beginning to the end of a particular task that's really all okay. it is when so, you really get down so, to the and then another thing is, but you play around with, you know, like even just talking now, oh, I, know, I know five uh, free sourcing tools you could, or ATSs if you, you know, there's no need for you to use Evernote. Okay, so should, if someone wants to be a good sourcer, should they be playing around with different tools all the time to see what they can do for them and, and, and to be able to know how to use them in depth? Is that another important thing? Yes. Definitely, without a doubt, because that's how you also keep up on technology. You also keep up on what's going on out in the world, and you learn. Um, part of the reason why I decided to learn how to program was because I realized that the, all these tools out there, and then there's Boolean, and then there's all these other things, scraping and everything, that I, it would help if I understood how to program, and I do. I can program in Python. I can, I can do HTML coding. I understand enough Java to where I can – and JavaScript where I can do what i got to do. Um, so – uh, yeah, playing with the tools, it's all about learning. And if you don't know what's available out there, then how do you know if you're doing it the best? It's always about modifying and updating your process and your procedures. And okay, your so what percentage, of their, time, what percentage of their time should a person be uh, devoted to learning tools? 10% or 20% of a sourcer? Um, the, for now, for the way things are now, I would say probably you can get away with 10, 15 percent. Um, a while ago, uh, uh, back a few, like 10, 15 years, I would say more, uh, because that's when tools just started becoming a big thing. Um, uh -huh. But now, yeah, I would say now oh, probably 10, 15 percent. Okay. Okay. And so now I want if to you really want got... become, If you really want to become yeah. a good sourcer, there are certain things you need to do. One, you do need, whether it's free or paid, to, or read a book on project management so you understand how to put things into a nice process and everything. Number two, you should learn some rudimentary programming. You could take a free Udemy class on, on 
HTML and, and Python, just so you at least understand a little bit, so that when the scraping tool says what what um, what JSON are you going to be pointing to, you understand what JSON is, you understand what it means, and, and so you're not lost, and you don't have to ask people like me all, all the time. I You also need to understand what OSINT is, and maybe even take a course, so you understand what o, open source intelligence is. And I don't mean the stuff that most sources know about, like LinkedIn and, and, and Crivel. I mean things like Multego and, and, and um, it's creepy and other tools that can do some stuff that, well, to be honest, are creepy. Um, if you do those three things along with well, obviously an HR degree certification or something like that, you're and Boolean, you're going to be pretty set. You're going to have the base. You're going to have that base that will allow you to to do the rest and everything beyond that you can do for free. There are video YouTube videos. There are books. That well, they aren't all free, but you, there are books. There's people who will take you under the wing. I mentor several people. There's conferences, and you can learn most of it, and and everything like that. But those core things: project management, a little base, just understanding of programming, and OSINT, and of course the recruiting slash HR type of background. Those are the only things you really need. Okay, and but a good place to start would be to a good place to start would be with your two inexpensive books. Am I right about that? Yeah. Definitely. So they're twelve bucks each. The Dean DeCosta, just go to Amazon, put in his name. The first one is called The Sourcing Book, is that what's it called? Mm-hmm. First one is um, well, one is called OSINT, OSINT for the Staffing World. The other book is the Book of Recruiting DeCosta Style. Okay. Book of Recruiting DeCosta Style and book number three is coming out when? Uh, well, probably next year because it's. T- I'm taking my time, a little more time to write this one than than the first two. The first two I was able to do pretty quick. This one's okay. taking more time because I have to remember all the stories behind how and the why of everything. Okay, and you're speaking tomorrow at the TalentCongress.com, right? Yep. Online. Yep. And yep. Sosu.com. That's next week. Next week. Right. Yep. Yes, you're a great sir. talker. I enjoyed talking with you. Anything else? Or are we signing off? No, I'm good. Thanks. Come back, okay? Take care. I will. Oh, oh,